panel show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the best way to enjoy an evening at Jesse J's house? By not going, that's how. <laughs> I am Danielle Ward, and with me trying to do the right thing today, on my right, it's like someone faxed as Dave Gorman, it's Michael Legg. <laughs> and with him, it's Canada's answer to a question that no one asked, Tony Law. <laughs> What has got one god, two surnames, and four eyes? That's right, it's Margaret K. Smith. <laughs> and with her, a lady named after a spoilt child on your house. Yes, it's Ruth Bratt. <laughs> now for our first round, the importance of being right. The importance of being right. Like a paedophile stalking Facebook, unaware that his teenage daughter has a thing for older men, I've stumbled across an awkward situation on the internet. In this round, I want the teams to tell me the right thing to do in one of these awkward situations. Michael and Tony, you are the first. Tony, you are driving through the middle of America when you spot an odd and weary looking man trying to flag down a lift. You realise it's Michael Legg. Of all people! And he is crying! He is crying so hard that your heart breaks and you invite him into your car. Big mistake. You're so busy trying to stop Michael Legg sobbing all over your new leather seats that you don't see the sign ahead that says danger and you plummet into a levee. And this levee isn't even dry. The car starts to sink into the deep and unforgiving water. But according to the worst case scenario handbook, what's the right thing to do in this situation? He has made a terrible error, hasn't he? Mistake. Because I mean, he shouldn't have... What was he thinking? Uh, making me sit on leather when he knows that I'm a lovely vegan. <laughs> of course I'm going to cry. And crying's not going to help when you're drowning. Do you insist on putting a blanket down? What's it? Put a blanket down? Yeah. So you're that, not touching I think that's so what they do with abattoirs. They just throw a big blanket over it, it'll be fine. <laughs> no, they don't. I worked in an abattoir. Really? Yeah, they fire a bolt into their skull. <laughs> oh, great! Oh, and then, in a morgue. That's like a human abattoir. Yeah, but nobody, nobody gets nourishment from it after. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> we're, so we're in a car and we're sinking and I picked up someone who's manipulated me. And, uh, yeah, of course it is. So I just, well, uh, I'm not great underwater, so I'd be just going out the window. Oh, but these modern cars, they're all electric windows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez, jeez. I'd use Michael's face. <laughs> because I know he's got a pointy nose. And I would cut a hole in the window. That's how we used to rob banks. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day when we were bank robbers. Do you enjoy the water, Margaret? <laughs> sure, yeah. No, and that's, really? the, uh, that's the best way to enjoy the water. In a car. To make the best of a bad situation. If you've seen Smokey and the Bandit, you've got to go through the trunk. Or boot! Well, it, was in, it was in Smokey and the Bandit. So you need to be in Smokey and the Bandit to survive this. So that's this what's problem. happened in this one is we I've I've gone, okay, we're in Smokey well, and the Bandit. Better be in Smokey and the Bandit then. And I've gone, come on, Cletus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever picked up a hitchhiker? I don't drive. No, well, I don't drive, but I mean, I, I was with my friend. We were driving to the Reading Festival. We picked up a hitchhiker. We picked up ladies because uh, we think ladies are the best. <laughs> <laughs> but then when, when they get in the car, 
um, we, we realised, oh no, we've got to talk to people we don't know, and that was awful. And we dropped <laughs> them off. We dropped them off like five minutes later. Oh, we didn't. Wow. No. No, listen. No, listen. Boring. No, would you? Would you keep these people in the car? Right? They were just going. Um, uh, so we got in the car. Hey, ladies, we're trying to be like all smooth. Yeah, we're going to the Reading Festival. Do you like cider? Because we've got a massive bottle of it. We were quite sure. <laughs> and they got. Oh, do you know what? Have you ever, have you ever tried this drink? It's our favourite drink, right? It's like a whiskey, but it's green. And I can't remember what it's called. But on the label, there's a big picture of a snake. Oh, do you know what? I know what it's called. It's called Venom. Is <laughs> it? It's called Venom. No, it's definitely called Vemon, and I've had it. But there's definitely a picture of a snake, yeah, and it's called Vemon. Oh, no, we've told them, yeah, fuck off. Okay, I will simplify uh, this question for you, seeing as we're not going anywhere. As the car starts to sink, should you wind down your window or should you keep it shut? Oh, do you that? shut the window and but smash out the windscreen? Have you? <laughs> this is Tony's car. To oh, sorry, out. Tony. I know yeah. I shouldn't have driven it without That's asking right. you. It's and... my car, and therefore I pull out the weapons that I keep in there, <laughs> <laughs> like my throwing stars. I go, come on, Michael. We've got to work together, you manipulative hitchhiker. Tony, your car. Do you open the windows or do you keep them shut? Always got the window down. Man. <laughs> well, you know. I never wear a shirt while I'm driving, and I never keep the window up. Window down, no shirt. That's how I roll. Love it. Uh, producer Ben, is Tony close with that description? Well, Tony's right. Window down. As soon as the car hits the water, open your window. If you don't, then opening the door underwater will be very difficult because of the water pressure. And the uh, Worst Case Survival Handbook suggests that to be safe, you should drive with the windows and doors slightly open whenever you're near water. All the time. Not doors. That's what it said. And then if you can't open or smash the windows, the last resort option is to wait for the car to fill up with water up to your head. And now the water pressure should be equalised inside and outside the car, and you should be able to open the door and swim to the surface. It's quite a risk. What's wrong with just putting the radio on and come to terms with the fact that you're going to die? We could just do some kissing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably do a bit of kissing. Try and repopulate the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Really quickly. Um, so uh, I think you get some points there. Brilliant. We should get points. I think you do. Um, Listen to that crowd going wild. <laughs> So we're ahead with some. Yeah, you've got some points. <laughs> Margaret and Ruth, yes. here is your yes. one. You have been invited to a dinner party at the home of the most important comedy producer in the UK. We all know who that is. The Mickey most Big Time. <laughs> Mickey Big Time. Mickey Big Time. <laughs> but big time Mickey Big Time is a terrible cook <laughs> and serves you the most disgusting, rancid, ill-thought-out, out-of-date and underprepared food you have ever seen. Though this is not a massive surprise knowing their comedy output. <laughs> you decide to hide the food in a napkin and then flush it down the toilet. But uh-oh, what a disaster. That blocks the lovey and the bowl starts to fill with water. What is the top tip for doing the right thing in this situation, according to diybasics.co.uk? Well, um, first of all, why have you flushed it down the loo when everyone knows that when you don't like something, you spit it into a napkin and then put it into a pot plant? <laughs> uh, I think you're misunderstanding the nature of this quiz. Is um, it one of <laughs> We have to answer the question. Um, I think that this website would say, don't put anything in the toilet 
unless you've eaten it first. Is that what they say? <laughs> well, if, so if you have put it in, this All is right, what I'd do. I would go into his well-stocked bedroom, because I'm imagining a he's well got... A well-stocked yeah. bedroom? <laughs> yeah. He's got a well-stocked bedroom. Well-stocked yeah. with the um, Horse stuff. And, uh, and I imagine he'd have lots of dry cleaning, because he wouldn't do his own stuff. So then you take one of those wire coat hangers and bend it, and then just jiggle it. That would work. Or, or just... <laughs> Separately, and in the end, I always have to bring him. Tony, get round here. Where are you? Airport. Which one? Yeah. Terminal five. Which yeah. loo? Okay, here's what you gotta do. The question wasn't how do you block a toilet. <laughs> I think you find the question was have I ever blocked a toilet? And then you said either together or separately. Yeah, right. Answered it. Ridiculous. Uh, Truthfully. <laughs> yeah. Would you, um, would you do... Would I block a toilet? Yeah, certainly. You? Certainly. <laughs> I've got no problem with it. Yeah. Would you, with the, morally... Would you go big toilet in a stranger's big house? Toilet. Do you go big oh, toilet? Oh, no, no, no. No, on your way in, you find the nearest Starbucks or pub. And then you go out for a long cigarette. Well, I think that's the best way to, uh, you know, break the ice with anyone. If you haven't met them, you just come around to the house for the first time. It's got, I really need to shit! <laughs> but to not announce it is yeah. much more lethal. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, checked out your house. Looks good. Smells a little different. <laughs> Smells like my dad. Why does your house smell like my dad? <laughs> Who shares DNA with my dad here? <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> I just had to shit in your toilet. Sorry about that. I did, um, I did have a nostalgic thing the other day where someone, some when? shit really smelled like my old flatmates. <laughs> They're probably related, not that far down the line. <laughs> they use that on, uh, a lot on uh, who do you think you are. <laughs> Archive terms that they bring up. Does anybody know how to pump it? Yeah, don't you? you have to pump it. Yeah. You know, get a plunger and that, that's a good way to pump Basically it. Basically threaten it. What if there's no plunger? There's no plunger next to the toilet and you've had to do this. Oh, hands. hands. No, because you, 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 you use the loo brush. I'm panicking. Because the loo brush will create the vacuum. This is this is. What science. if there's no loo brush? Well, then they're dirty and they deserve everything they get. <laughs> Here's a tip. Uh, when you've scraped... Then flush and put the loo brush under the flush, then because of the force of the water, it flushes all the poo off it. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody has learned something. Yeah. Don't forget to email us for a fact sheet. <laughs> it's got to be educational as well, otherwise we're not filling um, a remit. I think uh, pump it with a loo brush. <laughs> yeah, but you think that about everything. Ben, <laughs> is anybody close with these answers? The top tip is to tie a plastic bag around the head of an old mop to create a super-sized plunger. So I think Ruth gets the point. Where are we well, getting a big time mopping Well, there's a big hit on the website, loads of feedback saying that was the best tip. Somebody called CatG86 wrote, the bag over a mop really works. Very pleased, otherwise this Friday night would have been disastrous. <laughs> 
and somebody called King of the Pedos <laughs> wrote, King of the yeah, <laughs> wrote, just wanted to say I tried almost every hint I knew, put a couple of bags on my mop head, plunged that shit out. <laughs> Thank you, internet. Any, anything with a bag on it would be fine as long as it's... Yeah, your arm might work. Yeah, you shape. can. You can, you use, could, your you can use your fist. No, I know. I'm fist. You're King of the Pino's preferred method. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at the end of that round, the points go to Ruth. Hey, I'm on the team as well. I'm on the team. I'm on, you know. The next round is Agony. This round is called Agony because we read out letters sent to Agony Aunts and ask our panellists to guess the response. They say a problem shared is a problem halved. And judging how many listeners we've got, that must make this show a modern day Jesus. <laughs> but for stuff like sleeping with your boss, not leprosy. Right. <laughs> so to start with, let's try out your advice skills on this real letter sent to a real Agony Aunt. Michael, could you read it out with your face, please? Dear Agony Aunt, my wife is always telling me how fat I am. Yet it is her that keeps on buying food and feeding it to me. <laughs> what a stupid wife. I'm 45 and an ex-professional rugby player. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But I've let myself go since I retired and now weigh 28 stones. Not stones. Stones. I just want to be fit and healthy and make love to my wife. We all do. But she buys chips and popcorn and biscuits. And then yells at me for eating them. I'm home all day and bored. What else is there to do? <laughs> Fucking right, mate. <laughs> yeah, what else is there? Nothing. Isn't that what life is? Popcorn and biscuits? And then death. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Margaret and Ruth, what advice would you give this poor young man? Yeah. I'm married to a feeder. I mean, that's not true. I'm not married. Feeder. But uh, yeah, no, that's what they're called. People who feed their isn't everyone humans, a feeder though when they're in a relationship? Because you go, oh, let's look after each other. Here, have another big vat of butternut squash soup. I love you. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a drinker and a shut-upper. <laughs> he can say no. Just say no. no just no, say no. no. It's Zamo rude to talk with you your mouth full. Tony, does, uh, does your wife give you food? Yeah, I suppose. She gives me some food sometimes. And I <laughs> give her a little food sometimes. It's, a, it's, not, uh, it's just a bit of chucking food around. It's not... He should kill himself. <laughs> for what he has. It's, it's funny how often that is the answer. <laughs> Maybe he, but he a, is There's nothing else to do. Yeah. I also don't like that. I want, to, I want to make love to my wife. Is it just me that finds the phrase make love skin-crawlingly awful? Yeah, I am. Um, no, I find the term make love quite lazy. I think what he's saying is I want to lie back and her to bounce on me. Yeah. Is that he, making no, love? He, he could still yes. make love. All we have to do is lift it up so the penis is revealed and then you can definitely still make love. <laughs> Who have you been with? <laughs> but then, but then it would and who uses you know. the phrase the penis is revealed? And the penis <laughs> is revealed! <laughs> that sounds like the kind of sex like Debbie McGee. Upon <laughs> <laughs> ben, do we have an actual answer for this? I think Ruth got the point. The agony aunt said... Is it about butternut squash soup? No. I think it was about to just don't eat it, fatty. Pretty much. The agony aunt said, 
Oh, come on. You know, I usually get letters like this from women who feel bad about turning into blobs but can't help it. You are a professional sportsman. You have a brain. What? You're used to working to... This is what she said. So women can't help turning into blobs, but men can. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, no self-control. Pass See, me I'm much more thing. concerned about the phrase, you're a professional sportsman, you have a brain. <laughs> She says, you're a professional sportsman, you have a brain, shop with your wife, choose only healthy foods, book into a gym and do a daily workout, stop giving into boredom and feeling useless, wake up! It's not your wife's fault, it's yours. Get that into your head. You know, I think what threw us is the, uh, I used to be a professional rugby player, I think it was like very low, I think they were poor, these are poor people. And we're just picking <laughs> on them because we're fucking monsters. <laughs> we're just poor, ignorant people. How dare us? Still, he should kill himself. <laughs> yeah, bear rugby with all that hug. Well, we've seen uh, how the professionals do it. Now I want you to unleash your skills on the public. Because before the show started, I asked the audience if anybody had an actual problem that they wanted the panel to solve. And the first one here is from Andy. I've said something over the mic. Andy's problem is, my neighbour texted me, your cat toast is with me. What? <laughs> your cat. Is it? Is toast toast. The name toast. Of cat? Okay. Oh, your okay. cat toast. <laughs> your cat toast. <laughs> <laughs> is this a problem about not understanding what your neighbour is texting? Your cat toast is wi- with me. I was just wondering why he keeps me howing to come into mine, come spelled C-U-M. He is such a lovely and friendly cat and so soft. I love him. And Andy wants to know what to do. Your neighbour's trying to take your cat from you. I think she's got problems with my cat. She's got got sinister things that she wants to do to my cat. Because I think it sounds quite passive-aggressive. Yeah. I think it sounds like, your cat's lovely, why is he in my fucking house? I think it's that. Does this neighbour live alone? I don't know. Does this neighbour have a dog? <laughs> I, Do you know I don't know. I've, ne- I've never met them. You've never met them. How would you know your number? Well, yeah. the cat has a little thing that has <laughs> a little phone. <laughs> 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 no, my, my cat has the number on his collar just in case he gets run over or anything. Oh my god! Wants to make a final phone call. <laughs> <laughs> you need. <laughs> You need to get you need to get all your toughest friends together and weaponize them all. You need to start taking people out because something bad's gonna happen. We did plan to get a little camera to put on the cat's collar. That's more like it. Yeah. See what she's really up to. Get a really big wow. camera. Make it obvious. Let her know you're onto it. Or just before the cat goes round, feed it something that you know makes it sick. Cat toast. Cat toast. And then when it comes in, it'll do that. And, uh, and then she'll have cat sick everywhere and no one likes that. Or buy a tiger. <laughs> Put a tag on the tiger and say, oh yeah, yeah, what are you going to text me about this one? <laughs> does any of that help, Andy? It does, thank yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> um, we have another problem from Helen. Oh, hello. We'll bring the microphone round. <laughs> Helen says, I went to a masquerade ball and it turned out to be a nude S&M party. <laughs> and then cocks on a leash. <laughs> and then just Helen with a kiss. Is that a problem or yeah. is it a boast? <laughs> a 
just wondering if I need to go again because this is like a party that's being held every sort of second month. Well, did you like it? Um, it was different to what I expected, but I think I liked it. Yeah. Well, then go back. So naked, <laughs> naked masks. Uh, just masks. Just masks. So, so everyone's they were wearing just, just wearing masks. masks. Yeah. And did you take leashes. off your clothes when you got there? Well, I, I didn't know that was the whole deal about their party. How did you find out about this party? Well, if I was actually invited by some of my Italian friends. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so what to wear next time? Nothing. Just a mask and a cock leash. Do you have to... Um, is, it, is it a sexual party or is it just parading round for fun? <laughs> I'm, I'm still not sure. I'm still trying to figure well, out. Well, you were there, though. How do you not know? <laughs> did your mask have, like, eye, eye holes at all? I or did you just go blind wearing a, a I noticed dress. Helen's wearing glasses. You didn't take your specs. It you? was very dark. Well, you could tell that everyone was naked, but you couldn't tell if they were having sex. <laughs> yeah. Or when you, you were had sex with. Was anyone in you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say go back and... and um, uh, Pay more attention. Yeah. <laughs> And then decide whether you like it. Has the advice been helpful? Uh, just say yes. Yeah, just say yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, good. I would give some points to Ruth because she was very helpful with advice on that. So, Ben, what are the scores after that round? Michael and Tony got two, and Margaret and Ruth have got three. Yeah! <laughs> and if anybody out there in internet land wants a piece of our panel's mind, you can email us at rightthingone at gmail.com, and you never know, we might be able to help, though that is unlikely. <laughs> so, now it's time to ask the expert. Ask, 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 ask. Yeah. So this is the round where we ask someone with expert knowledge to tell us the right thing to do in any given situation. And this week our expert is charity fundraiser Steph. Hello. Hello, Steph. Now I've known Steph for quite a long time. Yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. First question. Where'd you guys meet? We went at Kim Ellen's School, School of Dance. Dance. Yeah. We were both yellow in the rainbow yeah. dance. When we were nine, we both did somewhere over the rainbow oh. and we were both yellow. What year were you guys there? <laughs> <laughs> what year were you there? I'm much older than you. It was uh, 1975. <laughs> so you are a charity fundraiser, yeah. Steph? Uh, working fundraising for 10 years. Wow, that's impressive. And as someone who works as a charity fundraiser, would you ever, for example, stand on one of your friend's feet and push them over backwards into a puddle? Not while working as a charity fundraiser. <laughs> I was 14 and no one wanted to kiss me and then my friend stood on my feet and pushed me backwards into a puddle. And suddenly everyone wants to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that made me hot. <laughs> and wet. question Stephanie and see if you can gauge her personality and then we'll set you some scenarios and see what she says so if you can fire away your questions. Is it homeless people? Yeah it's a centre for homeless people so oh, it's okay. not a hostel or anything. What I want to know is um, what have you got against people with homes? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I, I have a home. Okay. I'm very pro home. Okay. If you could punch another charity <laughs> 
Where would you punch it? <laughs> In the balls. Charity ball? Charity. Very, popular. Very, popular. Very popular. If you were uh, a tree, what tree would you be? Beach. Beach. That's Good. Knew it, there. knew it, knew it. I, I knew that. Yeah. Tony? What is your favourite... <laughs> large cat? <laughs> Lion. Lion. Tony's making cookies. Boy or heads. girl one? <laughs> Boy one. Sexist. Oh, I think we've got the measure of sex. If you only had 90 years left to live, what would you do? Uh, the clock's ticking. Uh, 90 fucking years. I can spend the next five ruminating, I reckon. I love ruminating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, if you won the lottery, uh, what would you do with it? Uh, cane it pretty quickly, I think. Oh, and nice. then... I like it. You don't get enough of Good for you. I fucking cane it. <laughs> They're the people that Good care. Good question. Yeah. Uh, now you know Steph inside out, can you guess what she thinks is the right thing to do in the following situations? Here is the first one. Stephanie, you are running late for a big meeting with a corporate donor thanks to an episode of Frasier you had not seen before whilst you were watching your breakfast. Even what? though it featured... <laughs> 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 I've got time, Tita. I'll record it. I'll record it. <laughs> whilst you were eating your breakfast, you are so pedantic. <laughs> As you were making your way down the rainy high street, a Caucasian man with dreadlocks and a bright t-shirt stops you and asks you where you got your lovely bag from. Oh no, he's a chugger! You know he's not going to get many sign-ups today, not with this weather. Do you stop and talk to him, risking being even more late for Mr Corporate? Or do you pretend to be foreign slash deaf slash insane like the rest of us? <laughs> what would you do? What would Stephanie do in this situation? Come on, panel. Dude, it. Dude, I already work for a charity, so fuck right off. Just whoa, 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 shut that shit down right fucking now. Yeah, got my life to get on with, okay? No, 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 no. Ah, no. Margaret, what do you think Steph would do in this situation? Um, I think she would offer them a, a piggyback. Really? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like she, the beech tree. Why would you choose a beech tree? I don't, know, I don't understand her at all. It's the only tree she knows. What tree? She knows one tree what and she canes all of the lottery. No, what tree would you be? What tree would you be? Um, oh, what's that one that smells Oh, yeah. Like? Oh, yeah. There no, that, there's one that smells of cum. It's um, the oh, linden yeah. tree. The well, linden, to be fair, that is true. You, know? you would be that tree. <laughs> Ashamed of smelling your car. How dare you? Have any of you on the panel ever signed up to a. I did. Yes. Really? Yeah, Amnesty International. Because uh, I meant to do it anyway, and then some man stopped me, and I went, yeah. And then a man stopped me about a week later and said, will you sign up? And I went, no, I just did Amnesty International. And he went, oh, well, you could sign for another. And I went, well, I can't, I haven't got any money. I'm self employed, I'm a performer, I've got shit all and he went well i'm an actor and i've signed up for eight and i went don't judge me judgy uh, and then i called him a twat <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a 
was a twat. He was a twat. Not as much of a twat as the Harry Krishna who I called a twat. Why do they always do it? Do they get like, do they get like credits for university? I think they get money for doing it. That's why you should sign up You should give it direct to the charity. They're allowed to keep all of it. Yeah. I thought they were all like students who got like credits towards science. I hate them the exact same amount now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephanie, what would you actually do in this situation? I'm very comfortable with all the good work that I do myself to ignore them. Or if I've got time, I will give them a bit of a ticking off about me being a real fundraiser. No. <laughs> Second scenario for you, Stephanie. You're having dinner with a billionaire philanthropist. He's witty and charming, not like a young Uvmar Sharif. He has even ordered dinner for both of you, but it wasn't weird or annoying like when other men try and do it. He tells you he admires the work you do greatly, but he admires you even more. He offers to bankroll your charity for five years if you agree to one night with him in his luxury penthouse suite at the Dorchester. He's even filled the bath with champagne. Mm. Do you agree to sleep with him? <laughs> yeah, I reckon you would. No, no. I, reckon. I reckon you would. No, I reckon not. you would. Because no. you know what? You will cane it in that bath. <laughs> then you'll get a bit giggly and you'll justify it to yourself. It's how Mother Teresa got a lot of funding. Um, <laughs> no, you'd, drink, you'd, go, you'd go in and go like, go like, like, oh, I see what you're trying to do with me, but here's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Bath full of champagne. Yeah. No, I don't either. Well, it's just, it'll be puby at, at <laughs> best. So, um, so, sleeping with him, that yes. is just sort of spooning and. Um, Do you actually cuddles. have to let him put it in? <laughs> this is very important. He's not specific. Oh, okay, so it could just be mouths. <laughs> What would you do in this situation? Well, I, originally my thought was absolutely not, but you made it seem rather plausible <laughs> over there, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, don't forget to kick every homeless person you see on the way home tonight. <laughs> Apart from one. I don't feel Apart bad. Apart from one. Not even with that sad face. It's not a sad face, it's a judgy face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I'm proud of my decision well, to not give some of the money. <laughs> Next time you are making sweet love, that's the face that you will see in your head. <laughs> so enjoy it. <laughs> oh, respect Stephanie. Thank you. So before we go to our final round, let's see what the overall points are looking like. Producer Ben, what is the score? Mark and Tony got three. Uh, Margaret and Ruth have got four. Time for do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. He gave up, didn't he? At that <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it, it's the do. sound of a man <laughs> having a breakdown. <laughs> in this round, I want the panelists to tell me what they think the wrong thing to do in any given situation is. This round will end when producer Ben honks his horn. Okay, here goes. A man with both his arms in plaster asks you to help him use the toilet. What is the wrong thing to do? Put some food down there first. <laughs> this is one of those situations that, like, this sort of anecdotes that people are always telling me where they end up going, oh, and I didn't want them to think I was patronising them, so I gave them a hand job. That's like... <laughs> 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 um, but the wrong thing to do would be to say, no, I won't help you, but I will at length write a sorry message on your plaster cast. <laughs> you have your clothes stolen at the swimming pool. What is the wrong thing to do? Steal someone else's uh, who is much smaller than you. 
good answer. Yeah. You find a whale washed up on the beach. What is the wrong thing to do? Run up and just like tease it. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> you not get back in the sea, are you? Um, you I, are stuck. I think um, uh, wronger than that would be to try and sort of market it as a as a mini golf course. <laughs> you know, you've got the blowhole. Yeah. <laughs> You're being crucified next to Jesus. What is the wrong thing to do? Probably the wrong thing to do is to go, uh, I'll be honest with you, me and you, mate, I'm fine with this because uh, I'm actually the son of God. <laughs> <laughs> what, is everyone being told that? Couple of days, a bit of rest, be fine. <laughs> Not everyone will believe it, but you're all right. <laughs> video of Simon Cowell being needlessly tortured, it was over too soon. Producer <laughs> Ben, what are the scores? The final scores are that Michael and Tony got five, but Margaret and Ruth win with six. Yeah! Well done, Margaret and Ruth. Thank you for listening to the show. Good